I wouldn't be too preoccupied with demons in this scripture. In the ancient world, they had a different lens at looking on life for which that language was theirs. But for us, we might look into, into this text in the ways that Jesus brings about healing. Healing to ourselves and others. And also look how he, as a human being, worked through his faith. Henry Nouwen has said that the spiritual life is not about an afterlife, or beyond our everyday existence. The spiritual life is real. It's real when it is lived out in the midst of the pains and joys of the here and now. And this is who Jesus is. The power of God at work in the world, living himself in the midst of the pains and joys of the here and now. So I think there is some help for us who do the same thing, to look to Jesus and how Jesus is living with this mission in the world. In this passage, there are at least three ways Jesus opens himself to the renewing spirit of God. As a diversion, I will say most of my sermons are inductive, meaning the goal is not necessarily to come out of it with answers, but have invited you into the questions. Occasionally, people like sermons like this, which will be a three-point sermon, so you can start counting. (laughs) I am finding in these texts three disciplines that help Jesus cope with his life in the world. The discipline of solitude, the discipline of community, and the discipline of clarity, of purpose. In the midst of the overwhelming need, see sandwiched between these two healing stories, Jesus goes away to a deserted place and prays. This is the discipline of solitude. Now for those of you, those who like solitude, this sounds good to us, who are my solitude people? Not as many as over there. (laughs) Now those of us who require solitude to enter into this space need permission. For, For when we do escape on our own, we immediately begin to feel guilty about all the things we should be doing. And for that, Simon helps us on. Simon tracks Jesus down. The word is hunt. Simon does not approve of this time away from the need that Jesus is taking. Simon does not approve of solitude, but Jesus does, so be at peace. We must give ourselves permission for this time, because there's something in particular that we accomplish in it, which I'll get to in a minute. But there's others of us that solitude doesn't sound as appealing. Who are my people, people? There's a lot more confessors in this church, this service. I'm a little outnumbered in here. Now, for those, I've I've come to respect your point of view over time. So uh, there's another way other than solitude to describe it. I think Henry Nouwen must have been an introvert, too. And I think this is detachment from the need. We, we all need to step away from the great need. Now, whether that's 
among people in a coffee house or any of the number of the ways we can be we can be detached from the need among people but whether you do it by yourself or among many the discipline is to take time away from the need because there are things that happen there in order for us we i think this the idea of ministry as selfless in some sense is unhelpful because there must be a self to give and that is what this time is for whether it's solitude or or a detachment there is a need to find the self it isn't easy it doesn't come naturally and that's why it's a spiritual discipline jesus seems to do this repeatedly in our text he's a human being he needs to hear what does he need to hear if we take let me just give myself an example if i take 4 days away or 4 hours invariably the first in the first two i am a mess <laughs> being alone with yourself whether it's among people or in solitude is not particularly easy because we spin in our busyness we suppress voices in ourselves and so for me in those first two hours or first two days away i hear all of those voices that i in my busyness i have set aside what are they they are should be doings guilt the voice of simon coming to hunt me down and shame as i remember the things i've done the things i should have done it is all these other voices that come to us in this time and the point of this time away with people among people or away from the need in solitude however you practice it is to get beyond those voices which we invariably have to deal with and hear the one voice that speaks those extraordinary words you are beloved just as you are the gospels say jesus is in prayer he's finding his way to past all the should be doings all the tim tations of success to hear the word spoken at his baptism you are enough the discipline of solitude i commend it to you it's necessary take a morning walk set aside two days in your week set aside two weeks in your year some people have the sense to do a couple months <laughs> as american workaholics we can't do that find some peace it won't be peaceful initially find your way past those voices to that one voice and when we have that affirmation then we can enter into the second of the disciplines they don't really happen in order they sort of always in dialogue In solitude or detachment we hear the voice of the beloved and in we take that into community. The second discipline is togetherness. Being with and for one another. There is no doubt 
that this makes us whole. And with the love of ourselves made possible in the first discipline, we can become this special kind of community in which we are free to show up just as we are, warts and all, and most of all, on our best days, we can look at the person next to us and welcome them. This is the remarkable thing about Christian community. It is not easy. It's not any other kind of community. It's a community based around this principle of giving, of the sacred image in one another. Our capacity to welcome one another in that fashion is always under test. The ancients knew this. The, some of the earliest monastic communities, you get their, their rules of monastic living. Well, most of it is how to live together <laughs> as a small group of people over time. It's called the discipline of stabilitas, or stability. It is the most difficult thing to be church together, is it not? I'm never grumpy. If you've been a victim of one of my emails, you know better than that. It is a difficult thing. It is a difficult thing. But it is a remarkable gift. It can lift us up and make us whole. I think it is one of the weakest things in our society is this Discipline of stabilitas. Folks quit churches for lots of surface reasons. They don't like the sermons. There's not, not enough clear three-point sermons. They don't like the new pastor. Somebody next to me was grumpy. Somebody was sitting in my pew. You laugh. I joke with congregations who think they're welcoming and say, well, of course, the people that are here are the people that feel welcome. It's sort of closed logic there, right? The trick is to let people in as family, just as they are over time. It is a remarkable gift. It brings healing. It has the capacity to to cast out the demons that haunt us, to feel loved. Solitude, community, these things will heal and give you strength. And we emerge from them into the third discipline, which is clarity of purpose. Don't overinterpret the Apostle Paul in today's text. It is impossible to be all things to all people. In fact, Paul was not. He was most definitely not helpful in other things. But what Paul did know was the one thing that he was called to do. Paul's particular gift is to reach out his hands across his own Judaic faith to open up the gospel to those outside. 
He is constantly being that bridge between insider and outsider. It was the one thing. It was Paul's clarity of purpose. When we have clarity of a purpose, we are freed. And you can hear that joyful freedom in Paul's text, if he overestimates it a little bit. So I would be of interest, and you will find it extraordinarily helpful in your personal lives, but I'm particularly interested at the moment in clarity of purpose for us as a congregation. It is one of the mainline church sins to want to be all things to all people, every church. Well, we cannot be all things to all people. And so the question I would put before us is what is the clarity of purpose here at Los Altos United Methodist Church? There are things that I think I see in you that make you unique. And I'm not going to digress in there. I'm going to shoot, send you to my email this week. To the, uh, I sent it out. We sent it out about the same day as the State of the Union, so it's sort of labeled State of the Church. <laughs> it has Pastor and Melinda and I's r- report from the annual charge conference. And in my report, I share with you three places in the life of this congregation where I see your joy meeting the world's need. And also there are some words of encouragement in places we may need to change to do that, or challenge to do that. Just, just look at that. Ironically, when we claim the particularities of who we are, we are in fact then enabled as a whole, church to church, to make extraordinary impact at the, at the world. Paul knew his mission, and that was a great gift. I'd encourage us to think about that. Just one other digression about this clarity of purpose. In our time, and invariably folks come to me talking about, they think the mainline churches is losing Christians to right-wing edges of the faith. That actually isn't true. Where what we're doing is, is losing folks or never gaining folks that are reading the morning paper or watching the news. I often hear the argument emerge in, in classes when I begin to talk about doctrine or particular things in the faith that are probably important to us. Well, you know, my daughter or my neighbor is the best Christian I know and they don't go to church. I am confident there are good people in the world. And we should celebrate that because God is the source of every blessing. And if the God is the God we believe in, there should be the case (laughs) that there are extraordinary people outside the bounds of the church. But at least this, our clarity of a purpose, is to be Christian. It doesn't point fingers or judgments at other faiths, but it does challenge us in some sense to be able to articulate our faith in this time and place with confidence. That's another growing edge that wasn't in the, in the note, but I'd encourage us to think about that too. In attempting to be all things to all people, we may dilute 
our mission so much we're overwhelmed, we lack that central clarity that we have particular gift as Christians and as Los Altos United Methodist Christians to give to the world. In today's scripture, Jesus, three disciplines. The discipline of solitude or detachment from the need. The remarkable gift of community. Recognized in the beloved in one another. And both before Paul and Jesus, a clarity of purpose that propelled them into the world. In these things, we will find our strength. And you will be healed in the midst of reaching out to the world's great need. And to God alone will be the glory, now and forever. Amen.